Hello, everybody. I'm very happy to be here in my balcony in Turkey, very close to the Mediterranean. We're going to have uh, the sunset leading us forward. So I might get darker and darker, but more beautiful because of the sunset. So um, I wanted us to be outside uh, in the open because, funny enough, tomorrow we have a pretty auspicious full moon. It's uh, the full moon in Capricorn, which is Earth. And the actual Sabian symbol is a person standing in nature teaching. So I thought, well, it's almost nature. At least I'm almost outside. I'm almost teaching. So I figured that would be a good enough um, manifestation of this. But tomorrow's full moon is a very blessed one. And it also is, like I told you, a lot of time what we're doing here kind of fall in line with the uh, things that are happening up there. I mean, that's the whole purpose of what we're doing here. And it happens to be that tomorrow is a full moon. A full moon is a completion of something, something that is coming to an end. And our season is coming to the end. The second one that we started recording, at least, and we always do it 40. So next time we're going to meet is August 27. I'm not going to do day, day, day by day. Uh, because it's going to be a little bit um, too intense uh, even uh, for me. But I think what, I'll go, what I want to do is tell you the layout right, and what is important to pay attention in the next uh, month and a half or so, almost, um, yeah, a month and a half or so, I think until August 27. So uh, we'll start up tomorrow. Tomorrow is a very powerful full moon. We have uh, the full moon in Cancer, and Capricorn. So the moon will actually be in Capricorn. The sun, of course, now is Cancer, and they're going to be opposite to each other, and they're going to fall on 11 degrees. Remember, if you said that the degrees of a planet or the full moon or whatever it is that you're dealing with is extremely important. Uh, 11 degrees happen to be a master number. So there is something about connecting to a master tomorrow, even if the master is inside of you. And because it is a full moon in a Capricorn, we have the forces of Capricorn, which is career, manifestation, climbing the mountain, uh, opposite to the moon, which is all about in Cancer, sorry, the, the sun in Cancer, which has to do a lot with home and family. So for me, what it means is a certain kind of ending or a letting go of something that has to do with the energies of home family, maybe things you carry with you uh, with ancestral karma or things that have to do with epigenetics. So pay extra attention to the, to the opposition between mother and father, the sun and the moon. And we're also extremely lucky because uh, we have Saturn sending a beautiful line to the sun, which happens to be another aspect of the father figure. And Jupiter giving a sextile to the moon, which again is a very, very good thing. It actually is um, brilliant because Jupiter is, sorry, it's a trine. So it's going to be Jupiter trining the moon, Saturn trining the sun. It's the best opening we can have. So tomorrow something is coming to an end, but because it's so auspicious and positive, that end is a fertilizer for some new beginning that's going to probably happen around July 17 when we're going to have the new moon in Cancer that represents a new beginning. So, first of all, to make it easier, let's um, uh, look at um, uh, the chart so we can actually trace things that are happening day by day. And not day by day, like I told you, that's going to be too much, but like a general trends again. Um, and I'll, I'll do it day by day here in Zoom so you can see it. And if you're going to get it in uh, uh, the mail later on, you can see it as well. 
What we have uh, today in Sunday is a beautiful trine. We talked about it last week, Venus and Mars. Venus and Mars are coming closer to closer to each other. They're both in Leo, which is the sign of love. Uh, Venus was on top of the black moon. Mars was on top of the black moon in the last two weeks. If you felt a little bit lost and off, it was totally normal. Now the black moon is going to be staying al alone there. The only thing is Venus is going to be retrograde towards her. We'll talk about it uh, towards the second part of um, July, more into August. Uh, but let's do one thing at a time, and we'll start off with the full moon and the new moon that we're having until August 27. So at least we have that covered. So like I said, tomorrow we have that um, uh, marvelous uh, full moon. It's going to be around 1 p.m. universal time, so you can calculate wherever you are what time it's actually going to happen. And then the next one uh, that is important for the lunation is going to be on uh, uh, July 17. It's going to be a new moon in Cancer. And the new moon in Cancer represents, again, a new beginning. Because in that uh, specific new moon, Pluto is opposite, be extra careful because there could be some uh, unpredictable, or it's actually predictable, it's Pluto. Uh, there could be some challenges there or abuse or uh, old things from your early childhood that is kind of surfacing. The good news is that regardless of that opposition of Pluto, which is not that tight, so it's not going to be that strong, we have a beautiful trine coming to protect us from Neptune. And Neptune is going to be retrograde. So from tomorrow, Neptune is going to retrograde this whole summer or winter. Depends where you are. It's going to be there for a month. And when Mercury, when Neptune is retrograde, there's a little bit more deception and illusions. But at the same time, your intuition and psychic energy, your dreams are very, very intense, very, very strong. So that's going to be a really good thing. And uh, the fact that Neptune is trying the moon and the sun for the new moon in July 17, it's going to be also on a Monday, which is a day of the moon. That also is going to be a very uh, positive, good new beginning for us. It's a new exploration that's going to be lasting for two weeks. That's how the moon works. So the moon is going to start growing from July 17th. And the next uh, lunation that is very important is the full moon. And that's going to be the full moon of love. Uh, that's going to be happening in August 1st. Depends where you are in the world. And in August 1st, we're going to have the full moon in Aquarius. And remember, we talked about it. The full moon that falls usually in August, but it's the sun in Leo, opposite to the moon in Aquarius, is the traditional biblical day of love. So if you're looking for a great day for love, for happiness, for uh, dating... That's a great time. Remember, Venus is going to be retrograding. So we'll talk about it in a second. So it's not the best time to maybe start a new relationship or get married, but it's a really good time for some completion of a cycle of relationship, maybe reviewing your past relationship, learning from mistakes and making sure that you're not repeating them. But regardless, it's a beautiful uh, full moon. And we actually are going to have any help in that full moon. Um not nothing specific, but again, of course, in the newsletters, I'm going to explain to you and I'm going to send you a, the newsletter for August. July is already out there, so you can look at the dates for July. And of course, we're going to send you uh, the dates for August if you're in my newsletter. And you can always join uh, going to CosmicNavigator.com or looking at Learn. Under Learn, you'll see all of the uh, blogs that I'm sending. And usually once a month, I'm sending all the important dates. So you're not going to be alone there. The next one is going to be the new moon in Leo. And the new moon in Leo is going to be a, a very intense one, very powerful one. That's going to happen on August 16th. So it's going to be a week before, or 10 days before we reconnect. 
Uh, Venus is going to be on top of the full uh, the new moon. Uh, the black moon is going to be on top of the new moon. It's going to be a very interesting August 16 uh, new, uh, new moon. So pay extra attention. In many ways, there could be some slender, some um, miscommunication on that uh, new moon. But it's a new beginning, especially in connection to Leo-oriented subjects, which is sports, entertainment, love, romance, anything to do with creativity, connecting to your inner child. Those uh, aspects are going to grow really strong. But because the black moon is there, just pay extra attention because uh, you have to make sure that you're not slandering, that you're not bad-mouthing, that you're not defaming, or that you're not tempted to behave like the black moon uh, instead of just staying out of her path. So because the moon is going to be on top of the black moon and the sun is going to be on top of the black moon, it might shine also your enemies or people that are plotting against you. So it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And because this Venus is retrograde and Venus does talk about relationship, you might be a little bit mistaken and off. So uh, again, be a little bit more careful. The biggest issue of that new moon is that Uranus is doing a square there. So the fact that the black moon is there on top of the new moon, Uranus is squaring, it's not going to be the easiest uh, of all new moons. So again, be a little bit more careful. These are the uh, new moons that we have. Let's go back to, uh, what is that, July uh, 2nd, 2023. In general, for July, a few things, and I, I also uh, sent a message on that on Instagram for you guys, but in general, what you have in July, something pretty interesting happening July 13, which is about 10 days from now, which again is extremely rare and extremely powerful. What we have is the North Node changing signs. The North Node and the, and the South Node, of course, because it's opposite, are always retrograding. And because they're always retrograding, they're always being associated with past lifetimes, with karma. It's symbolic of reincarnation, returning back to past lives. And the North Node and the South Node are considered to be the compass of the soul, uh, the direction the soul needs to take. You know how uh, we look at uh, the North as the place of mystery, the place where there is no sun. Uh, today I was teaching uh, a class here in the in this place here. It's uh, I'm at Hillside Beach Club, if you know. It's a marvelous place. If you're ever around Turkey, I think it's one of the most beautiful resorts, at least that I've ever seen. And anyway, once a year I come here to teach. And you know, when you're teaching, you're you're, you're getting questions, you're getting answers, you, you're getting answers also for some of the questions. And we're talking about how in many languages, the word for north is associated with decoding. In Hebrew, it's tzafon. Tzafon means to uh, um, decipher in a way. So north is like deciphering things. Why decipher? Because in the north, there is not that much light. The south, we have a lot of light. The north is the place where we don't have light. So always the hero and the heroine, when they're going to the north, they're looking for the mysteries. They're looking for the unknown. And also I heard today that even the word for north in uh, ancient Turkish is darkness or mysterious or lack of light in a sense. So it's again very, very interesting that many languages say the same thing. So the North Node represents what we have to still learn. The South Node represents what we already know. We've seen it all. The North Node is now going to move in July 13 for a year and a half until January 2025 into Aries. So that means that once in 18, 19 years, we have to learn about becoming an Aries. You know, you can start changing your Facebook and all that. I'm an Aries. We are all Aries, you know, um, because Aries is going to be our guiding road in the next year and a half. Our north is going to be towards Aries. So whenever you get a situation, a problem, you don't know what to do. You have to ask yourself, well, who am I? What am I? 
You know, what is my name? You can reconnect to your name, the meaning of your name. Because that's what Aries is. Aries is I am. When I ask you, who are you? You're going to say, I am. And then you give me your name. The I am is the same I am that the burning bush answered uh, Moses when Moses asked, who are you? To God. So the I am, the keyword for Aries, is what's going to guide us for the next year and a half. When did it happen? Last time. 2005, 2006, 86, 87. It's every 18, 19 years. So you can go back to those times and see in what way you galvanize and crystallize your identity. And now it's going to happen again for the next year and a half. And always when there is a transition, at first it's kind of like, you know, you know, you move the gear. At first it's kind of like not always getting in there and then you flow with it. So the first few weeks, let's say, of the North Node in Aries could be a little bit bumpy road as you figure out what kind of or what part of your identity needs to be readdressed, deciphered in a sense. That's going to be the North Node. The South Node for the next year and a half is going to be in Libra, which means that we have to let go of any kind of negativity that might be associated with Libra, indecisions, um, issues with justice, you know, uh, anything that has to do with trying to pacify everybody and make sure that everybody's okay, uh, always paying attention to the relationship instead of to yourself. Now, I'm not saying that in the next year and a half, everybody has to practice being narcissistic. But what we are saying is that if, if you want to have a positive relationship, you first of all have to come to yourself and see who you are. Because if you know who you are, you can be very good in the relationship. I always tell people the best way to know if a relationship is good or not is do you like yourself? Uh, the way you are in order to maintain this relationship. Because sometimes we have to start lying. Sometimes we have to start bending. Sometimes we have to uh, let go of our hobbies and our friends to be in the relationship, to, to satisfy the relationship. And slowly uh, these insecurities come up in, one, in us and we suddenly don't like ourselves uh, in order to be in this relationship. So always see who are you in the relationship if you have a relationship or even a partnership in work. So it doesn't mean you have to avoid being a Libra. We learned being a Libra. Now we have to learn being an Aries. And that's going to be interesting. I'm just now uh, writing every day, like three, four hours, the 2024 book. And of course, next year, uh, from February 10 until January 28 of 2025, we're going to have the dragon, the wooden dragon, the year of the dragon, which of course is spitting fire. And now we're going to have the North Node, the head of the dragon, moving into Aries this whole period. So it's going to be a very interesting year, which a lot of fiery energy and the dragon, at least the North Node in astrology, as well as the uh, Chinese astrology, agree that it's going to be a fire spitting year next year. But for now, July 2013 until January of 2025, the main focus is I am. Focus on your head. It is the area that is ruled by um, Aries. Think uh, maybe clear your blood and try to do something to strengthen your blood, your muscles. These are the areas in the body that is connected to Aries. The other thing that's happening in July is July 22nd to September 5, we have Venus retrograding Leo. Now, Venus loves to be in Leo because Leo is very dramatic. It's glamorous and Venus loves it. She has to dress up for the party, put makeup on. She loves being in Leo. There is no doubt. What suddenly is told, she's told is that she needs to go backward, walk backward. So that's not fun. So when Venus is going retrograde, it's already difficult. It's once in a year and a half or 40 days approximately. And it means a time that you are not supposed to buy new big things. Uh, be careful if you're redesigning things unless you already tried it in the past and failed. Uh, 
it's not the best time to start new relationships unless there may be a relationship that you tried in the past and, and failed. But again, I don't think so because exes a lot of time show up in Venus retrograde. It's not the best time to return to it. It's not a good time to also get divorced because it might mean that you're going to regret it. Not a good time for surgeries, especially plastic surgeries, um, issues in justice and legal affairs. So be extra careful not to sign any partnership agreements at that time. It's not the easiest time because Venus is retrograding Leo, which is a very dramatic sign and very full of, uh, um, you know, the very theatrical. It can be a, a lot of our relationship or we even in the relationship might behave in a very um, over the top kind of way. So try to reduce the volume uh, when Venus is retrograde. Now, if I want to look at Venus and what she does specifically when she retrogrades, because that's going to be important for us. Um, uh, let's move to July 22nd. And in July 22nd, yeah, she's going to start retrograding. First of all, the stationary time is July 22nd and 23rd. It's actually an interesting time. Artistically speaking, you're going to be very inspired. And you might even uh, figure out a lot of your I patterns or things that you need to fix in your relationship. Because when a planet is, is stationary, it's very, very strong. Imagine you're the car passing by really fast. You can't really identify who's inside, but if the car is stopping in front of you. You can see very well. So that's the same thing with the planet. When the planet goes forward or if it goes backward, sometimes go really fast. When it's stationary, two days before retrograde, two days after retrograde, you see very clearly who's inside. Okay. So Venus stationary, 22nd, 23rd. It's a Saturday and Sunday. It's a good thing, which is a weekend. And it's also the first day of Leo. It's very, very symbolic. It's the zero, zero day of Leo. Then what happens, uh, the first indication of um, a trouble, no, it's not necessarily trouble, is that she's going to pass by Mercury. She's going to deliver a lot of messages that relates to love and relationships around July 28th. doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, and then she's going to be retrograde. I want to see when she's retrograding of the black moon. So yeah, from August 6th, or let's say August 8th, to be precise, August 7, 8, and 9 is when she's passing by the Black Moon. So really be super careful around that time because that's a time where it's speaking that negativity we talked about in relation to seeing uh, the mother of demons in every person that you're meeting. Then Venus is going to be touching the, the sun, which is not always bad. It talks about shining some kind of light on your relationships, even on past relationships and patterning past relationships that you can actually fix. That's happening more in August 13. It's a Sunday, which is, again, pretty good day overall. Then the moon is going to be activating it in August uh, 15, 16, and 17 because of the new moon. Uh, and also Venus is going to be... Yeah, there's nothing. Let's see. Uh, when is that? Yeah, then you have going to have in August uh, 20th, uh, Venus, August 20th and 21 and 22, uh, Venus is going to be squaring Jupiter. That's when everybody's going to be over the top. So really pay attention uh, at that time. It's a good thing the sun is going to move to Virgo in, in August 23rd and kind of calm things down because it's way less, less dramatic and it, Virgo likes to clean things up. So that's going to be a good thing. Uh, what I also wanted to um, mention is that Mercury is going to be retrograde. Mercury is going to retrograde from August 17 to Ju to September. Sorry, August 23rd to September 5 17. We're going to talk about it also because it's going to happen very close to our next meeting, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, what I want to see is um, when planets are actually moving signs, because that also 
is important. Uh, the most important thing, Mars and Mercury, because Venus is going to be staying Leo the whole summer or winter, depends where you are. So that's not going to uh, bother us too much. But Venus, uh, sorry, Mars and Mercury do change the sign. Mercury is right now in Cancer for the next two weeks or so. So Mercury in Cancer, just talk much more, like I told you last week, with I feel. The more you express your feelings, the better you're going to have a, a connection with Mercury, the more easy it will be to deliver messages, especially because during this whole period of Mercury in Cancer, the Sun is also in Cancer. It really favors everything that has to do with emotions and feelings. So definitely this week and next week, focus on that more than anything else. I'm trying to see if we have any super auspicious day as we move forward. Um, we have, yeah, Mars is going to move into the next sign in um, right along with uh, Minerva. So it's interesting. Mars, the god of war, and Minerva, the goddess of just war, are going to move together from Leo into Virgo. That's going to really help with work. Uh, that's going to start happening July uh, 11. So July 11 is a great day for strategy. It's a great day for campaigning. You remember, Venus is not retrograde yet. Mercury is not retrograde. The North Node is not, hasn't changed yet. There's uh, a, a moment there especially around uh, July 11, when the moon is in Taurus, exalted on top of Jupiter. It's a great blessing. July 11. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, landing in London. So, uh, that, by the way, if anybody's in London, I'm doing a lot of classes in London uh, from uh, July 11, and actually then in Edinburgh. And if you guys are feeling adventurous, we're going to have that July 21st to 24th a retreat on learning how to read your chart and finding your inner mythology in the charts. Because the classes there are always small, it's going to be very intimate. So we're going to dive deep into your personal chart. Um, so that's uh, July 11. So July 11, a master number, we're going to have Mercury moving into Leo. And at the same day, Minerva and Mars moving into Virgo. So there's a lot of movement around July 11. I guess that's why I'm moving. I never plan it according to this, but it always somehow falls like that. So July 11, again, very interesting day because of all that movement. Anytime planets are moving, there is an adjustment. So the adjustment is going from full force of Mars in Leo, which is very brave and very courageous and just impetuous and impulsive. It's moving into Virgo, which is more strategy, more plan, more about saying no and more focused on details especially because Minerva is supporting Mars in some kind of campaign. So it's going to be a time for cleanse, a time for cleaning, a time for detoxing. Uh, that's happening July 11. And uh, because we have Venus going forward still, that's a really good time. So again, Mercury is changing signs in July 11. It's going to be there for three weeks, probably until uh, the end of July. And Mercury in Leo is changing gears from always I feel much more to an energy of I will. And that means that it's important to communicate what you want. The more you communicate what you need, what you want, the more you will actually get it. And it's a very creative time, especially for creative writing, for connection with interesting people. Again, Venus is not retrograde yet, so it's a really good time. And Mars and Minerva are going to guide us for the next, uh, for the rest of the month in Virgo, um, which is actually not a bad position for Mars. Then if we move uh, forward in the days to see if there's anything uh, going on there, uh, anything important. Moving forward, we have the new moon, like we said, in July 17th. 
uh, which we talked about. Uh, the opposition of the sun to Pluto is happening around July, let's say July uh, 2021-22. Pay a little bit attention. The sun opposite to Pluto can be abusive. And it's not necessarily that you're going to be the victim. Sometimes you can be the person who actually uh, commit that abuse. You know, it could be something small and it could be also abusing yourself. So the sun opposite to Pluto it just means power struggles, issues with bosses, uh, sometimes a feeling of uh, some kind of a death and a letting go. Uh, but it is a time where there is a lot of uh, um, difficulties, especially with people of authority and father figures. Sorry, I'm scratching because there's a lot of mosquitoes here. Um, so just pay attention to it. Again, the key to succeed in all of this, because Mars is in um, Virgo, is an action that has to do with a purification, purges, small little details. It's not about doing big things. It's small little things that add up. It's like to say God is in the details or the devil is in the details. Everything is in the details. Um, what we have, which is interesting, closing in uh, towards July, uh, yeah, July 23rd, we have uh, the sun, like we said, moving into Leo for 30 days, and that's going to guide us until uh, August uh, 22nd, 23rd. The sun in Leo is very creative, but right on the day the sun is moving into Leo, like I said, Venus, remember, is starting her stationary. And what I'm saying that is closing in towards uh, July 25, 26, July 26, 27, is a beautiful uh, trine that is starting to form, especially towards the end of July, beginning of August, between Jupiter and Mars. Uh, that's going to be really positive for any kind of action, leadership, initiation. Again, Venus is retrograde. It doesn't mean you can't start businesses. You can. As long as it's not so much connected to Venus, which is law, justice, beauty, design, colors, art, or you're not forging a new partnership or a new uh, uh, relationship. But anything else with Mercury, it's totally fine because Mercury is going direct. And on July 29th, is actually moving into Virgo. So we're going to definitely have from July 29 a very strong emphasis on Virgo. And again, it's about work, health, diet, routine, service, uh, everything that has to do with paying in the small attention, attention to small details, making sure that everything uh, is online. It's like the clockmaker or the watchmaker. And again, we're going to have a beautiful trine there between Mars and Jupiter forming stronger and stronger as we go deeper in August. Uh, it's peaking in July 31st and August 1st. Uh, that's August 2nd even. Yeah, we're going to have that beautiful trine between uh, Mars, uh, Minerva, and uh, Jupiter. And then Mars is going to create also another trine later on that month uh, with Uranus, which means a lot of innovation, technology, and breakthrough, scientifically speaking. But also, in your case, a lot of connection to e-commerce and the ability to do things in a different way, uh, thinking a little bit outside of the box. Or sometimes it means that your intuition will come through action instead of necessarily through uh, thoughts. Remember, we talked about August 4, 5, uh, 6, uh, to start being a little bit more careful because Venus is going to be retrograding over uh, the black moon. Then, um, looking forward, August uh, 7, 8, yeah, Minerva, Mercury, Minerva, and, and Mars are going to create a cluster. They're going to come together in a beautiful, a beautiful, a beautiful um, conjunction, uh, especially August 9. 
10, 11, we're going to have a lot of messages coming to you from Athena. You know how Athena in the uh, Greek mythology it comes and whispers some uh, strategies, some ideas, like she did to Odysseus about the Trojan War, uh, the Trojan uh, horse. Same thing is happening at that time. So pay extra attention, especially in August 8, 9, 10, when the moon, the, the moon is again in Taurus, the moon of success, is Uranus with Jupiter are sending a beautiful trine to Mercury, Mars, and Minerva that are all in Earth signs, and Pluto even joining the gang, which is also in an Earth sign. So that period of time in August, even though it's a Leo, it's just fire, we are having much more Earth celebration, much more practical, much more grounded. August uh, 10, we are having the pure conjunction of Minerva and uh, Minerva and Mercury, and Mercury is coming closer and closer to Mars, giving us a lot of uh, messages, again, through actions. And it's also good for any kind of campaigns, marketing, writing, sales, negotiations, um, especially because around that same time where all of this is happening, the Venus and the Sun are coming together. If we look further down, yeah. Then around August 13, 14, 15, that week, we have that beautiful trine between uh, Uranus and Mars and Mercury and Pluto. That's one of the best things in the summer. It's just before Mercury goes retrograde. Remember, we talked about Mercury going retrograde in August 17. So August 13, 14, 15. Look, if you look at the chart, you see a beautiful triangle between Pluto, transformation and power, Uranus, technology, innovation, awakening, Jupiter, giver of gifts, Mercury and Mars and uh, Minerva, all of them in Virgo, which has to do with work and service. Very pragmatic, very practical. And it's coming about right on the new moon in Leo. So that trine is giving a boost of energy from the new moon in Leo. The only thing is I told you the black moon is kind of uh, uh, doing some party pooping. But overall, it's I don't think she can manage so much uh, negativity and so much positive energy around August 16. Uh, the peak of that trine is happening more towards, towards August 17. And then, uh, sorry, what I was saying uh, is wrong. Mercury is going to be retrograde in August 23rd. So August 23rd to September 17. That's when Mercury is retrograde. And the worst time for the summer is August 23rd to September 5th, because that's when Venus is retrograde and Mercury is retrograde. We're going to get there in a second. But look at what's happening around August 18. Beautiful energy of the Venus, sorry, of the Moon, Minerva, Mercury, Mars, Uranus, Jupiter, Pluto, all of them coming together, all of them creating a beautiful trine. Um, and that's going to last also to August 19. That's continuing. Uh, then we have uh, in August um, uh, 23rd is when uh, our problems begin. Yeah, August 23rd is when Mercury is stationary. And that's also going to be in August 24. That's the time when Mercury is standing still. A lot of messages are coming to you, but you're not supposed to sign any document or start any big projects just to be extra careful. And then we're going to have the retrograde happening. So 23rd, 24 is stationary. 25, it's starting to retrograde until September 17. Then you have to really be careful with new businesses and, and new projects. And that leads us to August 26. And August 27, with the help of the good Lord, we will meet again. They're going to start their parties here. And you're not going to be able to hear me. You know, I'm not talking about the... Uh, uh, the sound of the creatures of the night. I'm talking about the other creatures of the night, the partiers. Um, again, and here we condensed a lot of information. Uh, this uh, uh, this 
little meeting of ours, but I wanted to make sure that you are getting ready for the full moon for the North Node and for the uh, new moon coming soon and for the Venus retrograde and the conjunction of Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde. So we cover that. And again, I really hope I can see you in person. I know some of you guys are going to come to uh, uh, the Finhorn uh, retreat. So thanks a lot. I know it's it's kind of in the north of the north, but I've heard amazing things about it. If you know other people that might be interested in learning how to read their chart, how to find their inner myth in their chart, definitely send them that way, uh, July 21st to 24. And I'm doing that past lifetime regression, how to connect to sacred spaces and make your space a sacred place. We're going to talk about directions uh, and find your own personal direction. I have a beautiful exercise uh, for that. It's all available also in webinar and you're going to get the recording. And also we're going to have the past lifetime regression coming from Edinburgh, which is a very powerful place to do past lifetime regression and the tarot uh, training of one day. If you're joining, just make sure that you get the Crawley deck if you can or the Toth deck. You can do it in other decks, but it would be great if you can um, do it with a deck that we're going to work. Uh, again, if you're in London, definitely come in person and you uh, can do it, of course, uh, on the webinar. Let's see if you have any specific questions before I say goodbye. Um, and I'll send you, of course, everything. Thanks a lot for uh, being with me for this whole upla. Got one. 40 days, uh, 40 sessions that we did, 40 weeks. And I wish you an amazing summer or winter. Depends where you are in the world. And happy full moon. I'm going to wave my fair goodbyes until we meet in Virgo time in August 27. With the help of the good Lord and his wonderful lady. Or the lady and her wonderful Lord. Bye-bye.